0: hello everybody and welcome back to the mind your business podcast my name is Matt Williams I'm joined as ever by Alan Clark and Alan what are we talking about this
1: week we are going to get into a conversation about specializing versus generalizing bit of a conversation round about these two options okay because we're in a world of lockdown
0: lockdown 3.0 is on us Our businesses Businesses, I guess, have been had information broadcast at them over the last few months about pivoting their business. But right, you need to be able to pivot your business to something new. And if you're going to pivot, you need to think, I guess, about whether we specialise in what we've just been doing, or we now pivot to something completely different, or we pivot within our sweet spot, whether we generalize, whether we specialize. I get why we're having the conversation, Alan. Why don't you why don't you talk to us about the article that this has come out of? Because you you read a lot of articles, you've read one. Speak to your interest. Talk to us about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was part of my, my Christmas reading. So I was reading an article in the, I think it was a Harvard Business Review, and it was talking about the recent uh, acquisition of Slack by Salesforce. Uh, and just, just to recap, that was, a, I think it was a $27.5 billion purchase of Slack by Salesforce. And, and the question was, why? What well, why why would Salesforce do that? And and the authors were giving some suggestions about me, mainly why, but it did get into this sort of specialist business. Um, the app the app here, Slack's app, so doing one thing really well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the article actually called that something, which I thought was really useful. They called that a best of breed. Best of breed. So I've not heard it before. I like to talk when I'm talking to businesses about um, astonishing customers and being the best you can be, absolutely. But this this talked about best of breed, which I kind of liked. And it was talking about Slack in that space. It was talking about Zoom in that space. But also then talked about a, a, another option, another possibility, um, and they called it the integrated bundle strategy which again sounds, wow, what is that? But the, the example they used was Microsoft 365 with its different uh, productivity software. And, and you're buying a package, aren't you? You're buying a package that includes Word, it includes Excel, it includes um, and maybe some, some apps that you, you're not going to use a lot, actually, but it's bundled up in that package. So
0: lots of things along the same lines, but all, all distinctly different, but along the same lines in one package. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it, I guess it really got me thinking about o- entrepreneurs and business owners and our own businesses and looking at our business and possibilities through the lens of best of breed or integrated bundle strategy. And imagine there was only two ways to, to be or to have a business. And of course there's not, but it is our podcast and we, we can throw these things into the mix. But imagine there was... Then I guess what what would you pick? But what's your view, Matt? Just just listening to that that summary there. Well, w- how would you navigate the world from a best of breed or an integrated bundle strategy? I think this is quite interesting. My
0: industry, so accountants has changed massively over the last even five years, but in the last ten to fifteen years, it's a completely different business now to what it was back then, and. Um, I remember going to a meeting with a client with one of the old partners at a firm I was at. And he was telling me that the the trick of the meeting was going to be to answer the client's question without answering the question, because we needed to go back to the office, create a report. And that's what we sold to the client. We sold in the answer. Whereas now you can answer any question you want on Google, so there is no value in knowledge. And so, just that professional services world where you used to sell knowledge—that's gone. That's dead. In terms of best to breed an integrated bundle, we—I guess we operate—we operate an integrated bundle in that we we do lots of different things, um, and each of our clients literally gets a bundle of of services. So, in my world, I th- I think we're we're definitely. We're definitely an integrated bundle, but then if I think about it, we're kind of best of breed because we pride ourselves on being um, on on client astonishment. That is our our mantra. Without wanting to be an advert for my business, that's that's how we roll. So I don't know. We're kind of a mixture of both. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that would be my answer.
1: And and that uh, that that's music to my ears that you're a mixture of both because actually th- my conclusion was that there is a third way. Uh, there is a middle ground. It doesn't need to be this distinction, this, this polarised, but what was really useful was to learn about both strategies uh, or possibilities, and, and for me, there's, there's absolutely something in having an integrated bundle strategy, definitely, and I thought the, the Microsoft example I was a really good one in that theirs is in the genre of productivity, for example, yours could be in the genre of accountancy, you know. You know so, so it's, I like that, that. That's neat and tidy. But then being the best, you know, within the different contents of the bundle, that, that each one's the best. And, and, and then I was left thinking, gosh, if you had an integrated bundle strategy and each single part of that was market leading. Then, then you really do have a, 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 a very strong business and service and offer out there. And my build here is, in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about every business competing with Amazon. And what I loved about that podcast is that you, you, your ask or, 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 yeah, ask of all of us was to say, look, look take, take the best in class, look at what the best do, and we can apply them to our own business. And and that's what I loved about this distinction of best of breed and integrated bundle strategy and, and the big companies of the world falling into some of them. We, we can take and we can use, uh, and, and I think that's really exciting. I think a lot of
0: small businesses will be naturally on the best of breed so, you set up, if you're an owner managed business, you set up to do whatever it is that you do, you set that up on day one because that's what you're good at, whether it's a plumber or a builder or a florist or whatever it is. But a coach. You set your business up. Exactly. Or oh, a coach or an accountant, right? You set it up to be best of breed. I guess where we are now, where this world of people thinking they need to pivot or get more income streams into their business, that you're going to move into this integrated bundle but your next step so step two of whatever it is you do needs to be i would suggest within that something that can be bundled with your core business so don't be a florist by day and then in the evenings set up an electrician's business that's not there's there's not enough economies of scale there's not enough overlap between those two businesses if you're an estate agent and you want to set up a lettings business alongside it those that can sit within an integrated bundle and still leverages your best of breed position for your core business. Does that make sense, Alan?
1: It does, and you know, just just to make it maybe a bit more spicy, and ask you a question on the Salesforce. So, you, you know, I'm giving you a second to phase You're probably thinking, "On you know, what's Alan going to ask now?" So, don't worry, I, I'm going to be gentle. $27.5 billion is a lot of money for an app, isn't it? It's a lot of money. And actually, Salesforce's core business, I think, is CRM. I think is it is. Yeah, CRM. it's a
0: CRM package. Slack is
1: a communications tool. Yeah, so is is there in your view, is is that a natural marriage? I'm not sure there is a natural marriage there. So it's, an, it's interesting, but I, I may be wrong, but I just thought I would use that example.
0: No, I think it's sensible. Um, and I, so, so Salesforce is best of breed. If you're a big multi-site, multi you know, multinational business, Salesforce is the tool you use for, for running all of your interactions with your customers and your prospects. Slack is a digital email replacement tool effectively Mm -hmm. um it's very clever the story of slack is worth a podcast on its own how it came about because it was almost designed by accident i think what salesforce have done is they if they can integrate slack within their core product people never need to leave salesforce so you can continue to interact with your colleagues and your customers whilst within that salesforce process because with software as a service whenever one of your customers disappears from your product to go into another software system the danger is that that software system can replicate what your core product is they'll create an integrated bundle and suddenly you're in trouble which is where microsoft have got email tools productivity tools powerpoint you know presentational tools that's all built there and teams is all there to stop you leaving microsoft's ecosystem so for salesforce it cuts their risk of people ever leaving their platform if they can integrate Slack within their core product. Plus, there's Slack has got a huge customer base, same as Salesforce have. They can leverage that customer base and try and, and cross-sell both products, right? So when I read the article, I was thinking I can see from Salesforce's side, it's a really good, good deal. My concern as a kind of innocent but bystander with no dog in the game or in the fight (laughs) is that the cultures of those two businesses are worlds apart slack is you know young disruptive modern tech firm salesforce uh, are old-fashioned corporate monster how you can even look at when when the first lockdown happened slack sent me an email unsolicited and said we understand that it's difficult for small businesses You've only got X amount of users, you're a small business. Would you like three months free? Well, hell yeah, of course we would. I'm not convinced Salesforce are doing that with their customers. So that was my thinking when I read the article is I don't think it's a good match culturally, but product wise and strategy wise, I think it's a good it's sensible from
1: Salesforce's point of view. Twenty seven point five billion investment. To go towards an integrated bundle would suggest strongly that they they believe that that is absolutely the right way to go.
0: I mean, it's a huge, it's a phenomenal amount of money, but it's 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 similar, I guess, to when WhatsApp was purchased. Yeah, you know, WhatsApp was a business that had never never made money. Right, never made any revenue at all. But it was went for this huge price tag, and it was based on a per user. All that the you know, um, all that was got the the value in that purchase of whatsapp was in the users the number of users and the data about the users and i guess it's a similar thing and again you can bring a communications tool into your existing what in your existing um software suite so i suspect sales someone at salesforce have seen the purchase of whatsapp and thought actually yeah, this is our integrated bundle. Needs that next. Who's the next big player?
1: And and Matt, what has got me thinking? And you you said there just probably about five minutes ago, six minutes ago about small businesses mainly being best of breed. But of course, so we've got we we have got small business owners, business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders all listening to our podcast, and I I think there's um, there's deep insight there for entrepreneurs creating. The next big thing to to help shape some part of the industry, and, and considering a best of breed and an integrated bundle strategy, to, you know where, where their product or services could go, and knowing that at the start, I think could be useful. And on, and absolutely, what you said about the about small businesses, just to just to think about the, these two possibilities. Um, and I know at one level we'll have known that at one, at one level, but probably not consciously and certainly not as explicitly as, as we've distinguished it and then used some examples to bolt on. So I think there's a lot of power in considering these two strategies. Well, I think we have a lot of conversations
0: with clients that the business you're going to have in five years is not the business that you have now. It would have grown it may be fundamentally doing something different or it will do other things. So having this polar opposites in terms of approach as a, a waypoint on that road forwards to understand that if we're going to grow and we're going to bring in new income streams or set up new businesses, are they going to sit within the same world as current business? Or are they going to be completely standalone? Are they going to be bundled in? Are they going to be branded separately? Understanding that and understanding the risks to your core business, because that's always the risk, is that you've got a core business, which you yes you know, not like a shiny toy you get bored with, but this is the day job and it's making me X amount a year. This yeah. is the shiny new business that's going to make me all the money. And then you end up following, chasing the dream and neglecting the one that's actually paying your mortgage. So understanding if you can be best of breed, if you're best of breed for one business, the worst thing you could possibly do is set up business B, be associated with that and be awful because it's going to come back and haunt you in your key business, right? And I think if I'd I'd have thought this thought through, I would be able to come up with an example, Innocent Smoothies, right? Innocent Smoothies brand was built on being ethical and fair to traders. And then they got bought by Coca-Cola. And whatever your thoughts on Coca-Cola, that absolutely tanked that brand. And they've done a you know, had to work really hard to bring it back. And that's kind of on a small business level, that can be there, right? You can be the best accountant in the world, but if I set up a Wills business and then I give some bad advice or I don't treat my customers right, it's going to come back around and affect my day to day.
1: So if you're best of breed in one, you've got to stay best of breed in whatever else you do, right? Your example there about Innocent and Coca Cola is, is, is a really interesting one, actually. I'm guessing now why Coca Cola bought. Innocent, I I, I probably know the answer, but by doing that, did they have the impact they were looking for? Probably not. You know, it's really fascinating example, actually. It is. I I think
0: again, I don't know enough about the history of that deal to know what drove it, but I do remember at the time the publicity was horrific. And, and it makes sense, right? Um, they may be doing it. They may have made the purchase to prove their brand. But what they've done is kind of instantly made their investment worthless because they've killed off the brand that they've bought. So you need to be careful on, on decisions that you make and how that, that has a knock-on effect. But I wonder if, if you're best of breed and you're a, a relatively small business, to, to not be best of breed on everything you do is, is going to be really difficult. And whether you can be a hybrid of integrated bundle and every single business being best of breed, that feels like a unicorn, doesn't it? It feels like that's too, you'd have to be a stunning business leader to, to run five or six best of breed businesses in different industries in one integrated bundle.
1: But, but and this is, this is the, the, the big optimist in me, it's possible and that that excites me actually. That There's a challenge in that that I love. It is a possibility. It's oh, it's definitely a possibility.
0: Okay, so you're right. It's a challenge. I guess the it's about risk, isn't it? The, there's a risk element. If you if it's your second, like step two, you've got a business that's paying your mortgage, and step two is is too far away. There's risk. If you're Salesforce and you can afford to pay twenty seven billion or something, obviously there's risk there, but it feels like it's more calculated and, and there's a, a plan B there somewhere.
1: You know, I I just, let's go back to lockdown. You know, we're in, we're in lockdown and it is January and it's dark and it's cold and there's doom and gloom out there. And then you've got this possibility of a best of breed integrated bundle strategy to, as an owner and entrepreneur, to consider. I, I, I go back to, I find this really useful it's in the domain of possibility. You could have your business be a best-of-breeder or an integrated bundle. You, you could. I'm not saying it's not hard work to do so, and there's a lot of leadership involved in that. Of course there is. But but you own that. As a, as a business owner or an entrepreneur bringing a new idea product service to the market, you actually own how good it is. 100%. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I think... If we go
0: back into lockdown, I was having a conversation with a client yesterday whose business has had to close. And they have they came at me with three different ideas. This is what we're going to do for our social media. We're going to deliver these videos. We're going to keep our customers warm so that as soon as we can open, we're ready to go. And on top of that, we're going to sell these things for Valentine's Day. And this is the issue we've got at the moment is can we produce the product at the same quality? So best of breed, can we keep the product at that same quality for this one-off Valentine's Day thing, which is very different to our core business, but it's to the same customers. And then whilst we're doing that, are we are we positioning the rest of the business so that when we get to open, whenever that is, day one, we're launching full guns blazing best of breed. So, do, so basically our three points are, can we keep our customers warm enough? Can we keep our product ready to go and at that right level so that on day one of, you know at the exit of lockdown we are smashing it and can we deliver a different product to our same customers that's at the same level so that's all best of breed right it's all playing to that small businesses are trying to be best of breed um and i and i i wonder if there's any businesses out there that are pivoting further away from those three kind of elements if you're if you're in lockdown and you're closed what else could you be pivoting to that's not, it it would seem hard work and and chancy to pivot away from your core
1: customer base. Do you then think it's useful to consider best of breed and integrated bundle strategy when pivoting?
0: I don't know. I mean, from my point of view... I I I've, the more we've talked about this, the more I'm of an opinion that small business are best of breed. And that they that in anything other than best of breed, and, and when I say best of breed, I mean in terms of wanting to be as good as we can at one thing. No, yes. we've already talked in podcasts about I don't feel every business needs to be literally the best of breed. You need to be good enough to delight your customers, and that's fine. But I think to pursue to pursue anything outside of that core wanting to be as good as you can be and good enough for your customers is is risky in a normal world and in a lockdown world where you're pivoting. You know, you want to basically, if you're pivoting successfully, you want to be able to sell something new to your same customers, in my mind. Maybe that should be a separate podcast. How do you pivot successfully? But in my view... I would want to sell to my same customer base that know, like, and trust me, but either a similar product to what I normally sell, but in a different way or, or a complementary product, which doesn't affect my ability to open core business once we're out of lockdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I wonder, cause we can stop and talk. I think that's a podcast in itself or maybe we should have that conversation
1: yeah and I know I, I I love that I love that and you know what we're trying to do here Matt as always is inspire ideas and inspire insights and actions and I, I i I do find the distinction the polar uh opposite possibilities of of something like this really really interesting and I guess if i if I'm looking at pivoting and I now know about best of breed or integrated bundle strategy and I've got, some big businesses attached to it's interesting i'm saying big businesses not small businesses maybe to your point attached to it does does that give me a, a a sort of pathway to a successful pivot that might not have been there if i didn't know about that and i think the answer to that is yes okay and and that's great you know that that's great so so something in an article, something at one level, you hear about Slack uh, being bought by Salesforce for twenty seven point five billion. When I mean, you get really under the bonnet and start to look at what we talked about, actually, there's a lot of wisdom in there that we can all use as entrepreneurs and business owners right now on the early January twenty twenty one in quite challenging circumstances.
0: Okay, Alan. So if we're we're running towards the end of uh, a lot of time. So if you're gonna sum up, how would you sum up the last 25 minutes or so?
1: I, I would sum it up, first of all, and say I cannot believe it's 25 minutes already, and, and it is. Um, we talked about a distinction today of two possibilities of strategy, a best of breed and an integrated bundle strategy. And we used the example of Zoom and Slack as best of breed and Microsoft, uh, Google, for example, in the integrated bundle strategy. And we got into some of the why Salesforce would be particularly interested in shifting to an integrated bundle strategy by buying Slack. And as we always do, we we are trying to show possibilities for people, entrepreneurs and leaders, business owners, to really consider in their own businesses and I think we did that. I think we got into that today. And hopefully that's of used to people. Certainly got me thinking differently about my own business. Uh, and you, I know you shared some of, of Cypher and, and, and the way you're thinking of that as well. And then you at the end, you started to talk about pivoting, uh, which, of course, a lot of us are doing as well. And, and I guess what I threw into the ring was even when pivoting, knowing about these two possibilities, I think is useful to help you pathway your pivot. So I think that's that's what I got from this conversation today.
0: Absolutely. Uh, In which case then, I think we should end on that amazing summing up. One thing I'd like to say, if you're listening and you're enjoying this, if you could subscribe would be fantastic. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you could give us a rating, that would be even better because for a new podcast like ours those ratings have a massive impact on how we can kind of grow the reach of the podcast otherwise that's all from us this week Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again next week
1: bye bye